Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kevod Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Monday, February 19th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Tetzavah, and it means, You shall command. Exodus 28, 13-30 Make the settings of gold filigree, then braid two cords of pure gold and attach them to the filigree settings on the shoulders of the ephod. Then, with great care and skill, make a chest piece to be worn for seeking a decision from God. Make it to match the ephod using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. Make the chest piece of a single piece of cloth folded to form a pouch nine inches square. Mount four rows of gemstones on it. The first row will contain a red carnelian, a paleo-green peridot, and an emerald. The second row will contain a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli, and a white moonstone. The third row will contain an orange jacinth, an agate, and a purple amethyst. The fourth row will contain a blue-green beryl, an onyx, and a green jasper. 
All these stones will be set in gold filigree. Each stone will represent one of the twelve sons of Israel, and the name of that tribe will be engraved on it like a seal. To attach the chest piece to the ephod, make braided cords of pure gold thread. Then make two gold rings and attach them to the top corners of the chest piece. Tie the two gold cords to the two rings on the chest piece. Tie the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the gold shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then make two more gold rings and attach them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. And make two more gold rings and attach them to the front of the ephod, below the shoulder pieces, just above the knot where the decorative sash is fastened to the ephod. Then attach the bottom rings of the chest piece to the rings on the ephod with blue cords. This will hold the chest piece securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. In this way, Aaron will carry the names of the tribes of Israel on the sacred chest piece over his heart when he goes into the holy place. This will be a continual reminder that he represents the people when he comes before the Lord. Insert the Urim and the Thummim into the sacred chest piece so they will be carried over Aaron's heart when he goes into the Lord's presence. In this way, Aaron will always carry over his heart the objects used to determine the Lord's will for his people whenever he goes in before the Lord. Mark 3.31-4.25 Then Yeshua's mothers and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk with them. There was a crowd sitting around Yeshua, and someone said, Your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. Yeshua replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my mother and my brother and sister. Once again, Yeshua began teaching by the lakeshore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on the shore. He taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Then he said, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Later, when Yeshua was alone, 
with the twelve disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parables meant. He replied, You are permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders, so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they see what I do, they will learn nothing. When they hear what I say, they will not understand. Otherwise, they will turn to me and be forgiven. Then Yeshua said to them, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? The the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things so no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Then Yeshua asked them, Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine, for everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Then he added, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen, to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Psalm 37, 12-29 The wicked plot against the godly. They snarl at them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs, for he sees their day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and string their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. But their swords will stab their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. It is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered, but the Lord takes care of the godly. Day by day the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. They will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine they will have more than enough. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. 
those the Lord blesses will possess the land, but those he curses will die. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young, and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned, or their children begging for bread. The godly always give generous loans to others, and their children are a blessing. Turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever, but the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land and will live there forever. Proverbs 10.5 A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading from Mark chapter 3 and 4, the parable of the sower. This particular parable is a master key to unlock all the other parables that Yeshua speaks of. How do I know this? In Mark chapter 4, verse 13, it is written, Then Yeshua said to them, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? And so basically, this is a master key to unlock all other parables. So let's unpack it. We have a farmer who's distributing seed, and he distributes them onto four different kinds of soil. Some of the seed falls along the side of the road. Birds come along and quickly snatch it and eat it up. Yeshua explains that the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message but Satan comes along at once and takes it away. Now, as you reflect on this parable, we have probably, each and every one of us, had all of those four kinds of soil at different times in our life. And if you reflect and you think about uh, the condition of your heart, and the soil represents the condition of your heart, what it was before you came to know Christ, before you began your faith journey, when you were living in the world. There may have been someone who came along and planted a seed, so to speak, spoke something about the things of God to you, but at that time you were not interested. And so the, the bird came along and snatched the seed right out of your heart. We've all had all four kinds of soil in our journey. Now, the next kind of soil, it says the seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Yeshua says that the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long and they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Now, again, if you look back on your own life journey, your faith journey, 
maybe in a different season of your life when you're just beginning the, the journey of faith and you don't have deep roots yet. You've not become more mature. There may have been a time when um, when you went through a trial or a disappointment and for a season you got mad at God. You ran away from God. Sometimes this happens when there's a terrible divorce and we tend to blame God. Or when one of your, our children dies and usually parents die before their children. But a, a, a tragic death, a tragic divorce, some kind of a tragedy, sometimes people pull away from God when that happens because they're blaming God. So, again, if you take time to think and reflect, there was probably a season in your life that you could look at that that was the condition of your heart. It was rocky soil. In other words, some there was a top layer of soil for the seed to grow, but underneath that top soil was rock. What is that rock? It's hardness of heart. The third kind of soil... Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and checked out, choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. And Yeshua explains this. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things so no fruit is produced. Now, I think we can all relate to that. We've all had times in our life when the seed, the Word of God, is choked out because we have so much on our plate. Maybe we're, we still have teenagers in the house and we're running them to soccer games and to football practice and we're doing laundry and making meals and working full time and trying to juggle all these things. And so the seed, the word of God gets choked out. There's just no time for it to really develop and grow and get deep roots. We've all been there. In fact, I think that's one of the enemies, the devil's most uh, often weapon that he uses against us is he makes us too busy. We just get too busy. We don't have time for God. We don't have time to pray. We don't have time to read. Uh, we just get busy, and that's how the seed gets choked out. And finally, we have the seed. Other seeds fell on the fertile soil, and they sprouted and grew and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. And he explains that the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Now, speaking out of personal experience, I've had all four kinds of soil. We all have. But to get to this last kind of soil that's been plowed, that's fertile, that's yielded and tenderized so that the seed can grow and that the weeds are pulled out and the rocks are removed. It takes brokenness. 
it takes a um, a season of going through a brokenness in your heart where you're stripped and the pride is stripped away and repentance comes and tears flow. And when you really, when that happens and there's a brokenness, that's when the soil, the condition of the heart is really ripe and ready to receive the seed and then to begin to produce a crop. And so if you are going through any kind of a trial or a tragedy, the death of a loved one, um, a heartbreaking divorce, loss of a job, whatever it might be, take that tragedy and allow God to use it to bring forth a brokenness so that you will have this fourth kind of soil that truly a crop can be produced. Sometimes things happen to us and we don't like it. We don't want it. I want out of this situation. I get that. And in times past, (laughs) I tend to run away. When I don't like what's going on in my life and I want a change of scene, I just want to run. I want to literally get in the car and go and leave the situation. But sometimes the Lord will not allow it and he will close the door of opportunity. This happened in my life a couple of years ago. I was in a uh, a particular job and it was, um, I I was learning a lot. I was like getting paid to learn and I was producing videos and producing podcasts and building websites, but I was so far away from family and friends. I was living in a state I'd never lived in before. I had no friends there except one, the person who had hired me and I wanted out. I wanted out so badly and three different times I tried to leave with uh, a different job to go to. And all three times, the door was slammed in my face because I wasn't done yet. The project was not finished. And it was so uncomfortable. I was so terribly lonely. I cried often at night in my prayer closet. I just wanted out. It was really, really, really uncomfortable. I wanted to flee. I wanted to leave. But the Lord would not allow it until I finished the project. Finally, the day came that the project was finished, and then the door was wide open for me to leave at that point. And so this was a season of my life where, you know, you could say that uh, the soil had some rocks in it, and I wanted to leave. As soon as troubles come and persecutions come, you just want to, you know, the, the seed begins to wither up and die. I am so glad that the Lord did not allow me to leave until the project was done. Because even I look back on it now, and as uncomfortable as it was, as hard and difficult as it was to be there, I learned so much. I grew so much. I was so lonely that I did have a prayer closet, and I went there often. And I love and relish And so greatly value the times that I had in my prayer closet there. So that's just one little example. So assess 
for yourself. What kind of heart soil do you have right now in your life? What, what is the condition of your heart? How are you receiving the word? Is it getting choked out because of the cares and the troubles of this life? Being too busy? Are there some rocks in the soil? Is it getting eaten up by the birds right away? Or do you have soil that has been plowed? Have you been broken and repented of pride? And now the seed has a place to land that's very fertile so that a crop can be produced. What's the condition of your heart? Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>